count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of... Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. You have found Daniel Donato's Lost Highway. That lost highway. Yes. And we've arrived to the end. Mm. The end of a decade. We are so close to 2020. It's like that last couple hours of school where like the teacher is only playing Elf by Will Ferrell on not even Blu-ray DVD just like for three days in a row i just feel this year coming to an end i feel 2020 arriving it sounds like feels like a ambulance coming up from behind you but in a good way it's a good ambulance ambulance got a chance as my dad says and um which i i think god i really think samuel jackson said it maybe it was eddie murphy it was eddie murphy and beverly hills cop one or two i think um did 148 days of travel this year. That's insane because that's uh, half, that's double than what I did in 2018. And then the whole premise of 2018 was I, I wanted to kind of draw an end to the, the, the decade of, of playing music and co- cover music in bars and then touring with other bands and artists, but never really doing me. And um, that's, that was like the manifestation of this podcast, which was just like your whole production is you. Like, everything you do is you. And if you look at the the greats of our time that are just alive today, um, that 100% uh, is um, relatable to their existence. Um, We can look at people like Virgil Abloh. It's like everything he's doing is him. And even Joe Rogan, uh, Sam Harris, uh, just talking on the podcast space. Anyway, I don't want to go too off here, but I just want to say um, uh, the focus on self and that potential and that growth is amazing. Uh, Naval Ravikant uh, said specialization is for insects. Uh, you should have many paths in your life, many uh, ways to grow and, and change. 2020 is very ripe for this mindset. And those are my thoughts. That's how I feel. These are the things I'm feeling and the, that I'm thinking there on, trying to process. And that's where it leads me to. And it's all uh, coming from a place of at least trying to practice uh, Patience, perspective, and positivity. And it's just like in, in realism all, all around it. And uh, yeah. And I also really want to test the Model X. But that's not important. That doesn't add value to anybody's life. But this one story th- that just happened though in my life recently might. Because um, that's the whole point of this. Uh, this is, uh, I flew to New York City to do some content for my friends and sponsors at D'Angelico Guitars. And uh, they make a Bob Weir signature guitar, who is one of my lighthouses of inspiration on a daily basis for all things music. And in the office, during lunch, had a quinoa salad. And uh, they brought this guitar case. And I go, what's that? Doesn't look new. And lo and behold, they pull out uh, Bob's old Ibanez, (laughs) which is insane. Insane. Uh, He played this guitar for years in right through the prime my favorite window of that band's history he was playing that guitar and i got to play it and so therefore i got to have human reality contact of what was once a dream of mine uh at small scale but still um humanizing your dreams was the lesson i learned from that Uh, i 
I took a flight home that night and that, that phrase came to me and I realized maybe that could be a little something to carry with you. It's just the humanizing your dreams, actually getting down to the details of the reality of what whatever it is you want to do feels like and seems like. My next guest is one of my favorite artists that I've ever listened to. I love his records. Like, I've loved records that are 40 years older than it. And uh, he's just one of my absolute heroes. He's part of this realism and country movement that's happening. And it's a renaissance of sorts, a way of thinking. And uh, he exemplifies it in a profound way. And extremely generous, kind, calm person. Um, his music is like who he is. And I'm always interested to see how the artist is in relation to their art. And he is it. At least in the time we had spent together. Uh, he personifies his songs. And he's real. And I love real. And I feel like everyone listening to this loves real. And we need more real. Um, so yeah, Mr. Brent Cobb. We talk about uh, touring. We talk about ha- having family. We talk about doing mushrooms talk about uh, drinking Miller Lights and grilling steak on porches and like writing quantum love songs and heavy things heavy things with Brent Cobb and Daniel Donato y'all about to listen here we go cool Mm. for it to take long I like the idea of like it taking my whole life to get to whatever the goal is you know as long as I can sustain myself Keep my family fed. That's being you know, the family, right? That's what that's making it, you know. And, yeah. And it just like, yeah, man, it's it makes it worth it, and it makes you go. Thanks for giving a shit to whoever gives a shit. You know? Oh man. So you started not having the family, and then you had the family. Mm-hmm. That has to be a different pressure. Oh yeah. For right. Sure. But like, definitely like in your music though. It's uh, like elevated you to more poetic and finesse concepts. Perhaps. Like I've at least um, listening to the earlier like 2006 stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the concepts like on the latest album are like loneliness and like, oh, like yeah. family and drive and like persistence. Yeah. And, well, isn't it crazy though? You don't really consider these things when you're in the moment. You don't, of, huh? of creating. I don't. But then I, it, they obviously are naturally seeping out. Mm-hmm. Because that is what is happening, you know. Right. And you kind of, I don't realize until after. And I go, damn, that's well, that make these all make sense because that's exactly what was going on, you know. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Do you sit down and reflect on, like, all this shit that's happening? Like, like when you come home from a run, are you like, okay, man, I'm going to sit on the porch and think about that? That's, yeah, I think about sitting on the porch and grilling a steak. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love grilling a steak. Yeah. What kind of grill do you got? Oh, we just got an old Weber. No, I mean, nothing. Never does it. Charcoal grill, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Everybody's right. getting all fancy with the Traegers and stuff. The Traeger, I just got, just got a Traeger. It's a, my dad just got one. He he freaking loves it. It's a different animal. Well, yeah, we we smoked some ribs or something a couple months ago, and he was like, I was, I was about to get the smoker ready, and he was like, no, man, no, just check this shit out. You know, and just like turn it on when it needed to be on and yeah. let it roll. It was pretty awesome. But I like the work. And I, I enjoy drinking beer, and so, yeah. you know, the longer I have to wait, more beer. the more beer I get. To What's drink. your favorite beer right now? Oh, man, I'm, I'm just your regular old light beer. I like yeah, the, me too. you know, I'm not a big craft beer guy. Isn't it weird? It's like that to me, like, I feel like, I never did Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. But like, I've seen people who've been Boy Scouts, and they're like, 
there's this camaraderie there. Sure. And I fucking hate IPAs. <laughs> I can't, can't get into them like, either, man. It's not even beer. I feel bad. Maybe I feel bad. I don't really feel bad. But sometimes I feel like maybe I should... I don't know. Nah, I don't know. I've tried to like an IPA. I can't do it. Yeah, right. That's the thing in life, too. It's like also music. Like, you shouldn't try to like things that are sour to you. I think that, yes. Like, you naturally do that really well. Because you have such, like, this distinct thing. Oh, uh, man. Thanks. Yeah, man. Are we going already? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Is that groovy? <laughs> I'm, I, I, that's, why doesn't everybody else do that? I know. That's because you're not going to get the real shit if you go, well, here we go. Here goes the podcast. We're at a time for, like, now, it's like people love real things. I think so. And like that, man, like, when I first heard your record, the first record that everyone, I'm assuming a lot of people heard, which wasn't your first record, was Shine Rainy Day. It's like, this is um, even sonically, like, very real. Like, the lack of compression, like, in the production, and, like, in, also in the videos y'all did for it. It's like, Man, it's just you. Yeah, that's some Dave space, though, you know? Dave, I don't, I, you know way more about gear and finding sounds sure. and stuff. You know, I'm just good at, like, yeah. being, my, being me, and, you Whoa. know, I don't, and, you know, Dave is, a, he's really good at capturing natural sounds, his, and his drum sounds are just out of this world and so but but what's crazy is the way he produces a lot like I write you know where I, where I, don't, I don't overthink what I'm writing I don't pre-write what if, do you I, mean? if I'm co-writing I don't have an idea I love bring that into the room most of the time you know? were you like by the way when you were first coming up though and writing like were you like I gotta I gotta be the guy who gets the line uh I will say this it it has helped if I have just a like a a verse and a chorus wrote because I, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around <coughs> what someone else's idea is. Of course. And, uh, but I'm not stingy with that. I don't go, well, I'm, I wrote half a song, so you know I'm going to get more credit. I don't even think like that. I'm right. just like, let's finish this song together and that's a song. We got a song. You know? That's real, though. I think that's just, for me, it's the way it just naturally works. You know? Damn. And I think I would like to believe that's maybe the way our heroes did it, but well, maybe not. It's hard to tell. Whoa, yeah, yeah. I think a lot about heroes now. Yeah. Yeah, did you ever hear, what's that shooter song? Uh, when your heroes turn out to be assholes, <laughs> and the light in the tunnel you're chasing is a train. <laughs> you ever heard that? Wow. It's so good, man. Singers. That's the thing about Shooter and his records. It's yeah. like, have you heard that song? Dude, Shooter's the dude, man. Mm. And it, go ahead. Sorry. That Stephen King one, have you heard that one? Dude. That thing is uh, fucked up. Uh, Black Ribbons. Yes, sir. Uh, Hierophant. Yeah, Whoa. man. Dude, let me tell you this. So the first time I heard that record, I was, uh, one of the first people I ever met in town was a, a booking agent named Aaron Tanbon. Mm. You know Aaron? Mm-hmm. He used to be at Paradigm back when it was Monterey Peninsula. Okay. And then I think now he's at CAA, but... Okay, I, I'm in the Willie Morris world of things. Yeah. Is that you? No, I was for four years or mm-hmm. so, and uh, but no, I'm Paradigm now. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, Aaron was working with with Shooter, and he had the record, and he he was like, "Have you listened to Shooter's new stuff?" And it was when he put that that concept album out. When was that? Oh, uh, well, it's like oh, it was, I would just moved to town, so like oh eight. Wow. And uh, he played it for me, and I, honestly, I, I was a little bit like, whoa, man, I, I wasn't ready for it. You know what I mean? It, uh-huh. it, it was like, 
I just wasn't ready for it. I was, you know, I'm, I'm Fourth of July, Lonesome Blues, Shooter Jennings, you know, mm-hmm. and I just wasn't ready for it. Whatever, it didn't matter. Aaron invited us down to Memphis. Me and my wife, we weren't married at the time. We go down to Memphis to see Shooter and uh, uh, Mofro opens the show. Oh, yeah. And the places, I don't remember what the venue was, but it was packed, sold out yeah. show. And uh, he comes out and he's got the uh, uh, Stephen King comes, you know, the narrator as the wow. as the DJ, Last Light Radio. He has that playing, you know, and it, and it goes into wake up, and man, everybody was looking around this venue like, what? <laughs> Nobody was ready for it, you know. And uh, it was crazy that night. We saw Shooter after, and uh, the point of what I'm saying is he's so ahead of his time, right? Man, yeah, and and it's so good. Even <clears throat> and he really doesn't give a shit if people get it or not. You, you think know? like that's a big part of being an influencing music? I suppose it must be. Like not really giving a fuck. Yeah, and he really doesn't. And uh, man, I remember him saying on the bus that night that cause there, there weren't anybody waiting. Like a lot of the crowd left during the show. Oh, damn. Which was so crazy yeah. because it was like, even though at that time I also didn't get it, I was still like, it's probably my fault <laughs> you know what I mean it's Whoa. you know it's not that's thoughtful because he's he's awesome you know he's amazing and uh but he he, he made a comment that uh well nobody was waiting for an autograph or anything he's like well no. this, this, yeah he's like this is what happens when uh when nobody gives a shit anymore or something like but he, he didn't it, he let it roll off but it was just wild man that dude is he's and now that album is one of my Go to when we're right, driving the van late 100%. night. I put that out more. It's like watching a movie, man. It's what? crazy, you know. It's the same thing for me. We just yeah. did a. Uh, we drove home from New York. We finished at Brooklyn Bowl. You ever play there? Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like bowling lanes. You would know. Okay, no, I guess not. That's a weird thing too to play music with bowling going on at the same time. Uh, yeah. But yeah. we finished around like one. Then we left at one thirty, and we just drove through the night to try to get back here. In mm-hmm. the. Uh, just a duo acoustic, so just in a Corolla, like four door Toyota. Yeah, hell yeah. And dude, I slammed that album so loud. Yeah, that's what you want to do. It's like that's the thing. That's you are that's in a movie. It's, right. Yeah, it's not even like you're watching. It's like because because of Stephen King doing the DJ thing, you feel like like holy shit, man, they're busting the doors down right now. You know, right, like man. it's awesome, man. And yeah, I just didn't get it when it first came out, and now I was right about being wrong. You know what I mean? Well, I was wrong. He was right. Well, that's a thing. Well, I feel like that's like very relatable to shooters' massive work. Yeah. And just as a person. As a person, I mean, that, have you listened to the Tanya record? I love that record. And Brandy produced. Yeah. Son of a gun, man. That's a thing. So Dave worked on that too, though. I think, right? Did he? I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was just it maybe. Just two of them. I thought it was just uh, shooter and Brandy. Why does it matter? It doesn't matter. It's one of the most pure country albums. I said this on Instagram for what it's worth, but I think it's the <laughs> purest country album I've heard since I was a kid. You know, purest. What do you mean by like uh, not in the terms of being a purist? Yeah, like, it's hard to. I don't know. You just kind of feel that. You know, you just feel like man, there's nobody. She's not, there's no one trying to sell anything. <clears throat> it's just, it's just Tanya, motherfucking Tucker. Wow. 
being Tanya motherfucking Tucker. How great is her voice still? It sounds right. exactly like she always sounded. It's the same spirit too. You, yes, and you would you would think because she always had that raspiness. Mm-hmm. You would think somebody with that raspiness so early on mm-hmm. that by now they would not be able to sing anymore. Yeah. But she sounds exactly like she always sounded. What do you think that is? Like it, then it's obviously not like a thing. You know, I don't know because well, yeah. I watched. You ever watch that old? There's a. Have you watched Tales from the Tour Bus? Oh yeah, three All times. Right. So you remember that clip on the George Jones one where he's he's singing "Take Me." Oh, he's yeah. in like a bar, and he's drinking, and there's a cigarette lit, and yep. you know, he's smoking like hell. But then he takes off on that damn guitar <laughs> and singing, and he's just like hollow eyed. But it is amazing. Yeah. That's some shit that don't exist anymore. Possibly. Because it's so good. He's not pushing hard when he sings. That's a thing. You know, but it's still projecting. Yeah. It takes the whole room up. Whoa, man. How do you do that? How? I want to be able to do that. Your thing's different, though. Yeah, I don't, don't want to be George Jones. I just would like to to sing my style as easy as he sings his. Whoa. So when you're up there doing your thing... Because uh, you're talking about performing, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. assuming like tracking is like way more concentrated. Mm-hmm. Are you pushing? Is it is it a hard thing? Sometimes I'm. I have been super conscious of. You use in ears or using monitors? I I went to ears for a little while the last couple months, and I would just do one ear in because that's I, dope. Because I, I just hate losing the which I know you can get the mic, you know that it, it ain't the same, man. But I was having some issues like. It's kind of like this. I, I, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. What we're talking about is super fresh right now. I've been really focused on trying to figure all of this out. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so it's like this: if I am, if me and you are having a conversation, yeah. And then I have to write somebody a text, and you're talking, I I can't, I won't hear you. Okay. And and we're like, if I'm, uh, uh, what's what's another example? I don't know, but I think the same thing's happening sometimes when I am performing. It's like I shut my, I can't. Oh, like if I'm if I'm if we're singing, we do digging holes acapella each night, fifteen minutes before stage time, and and I'll I do a signature on the back of my set list. And if we're singing digging holes, I've sang how many times over the years, and I've signed my name my whole life. But if I'm singing Digging Holes, I can't yeah. sign my name. Oh, wow, that's a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but I wonder if, like, that's part of the same deal with my vocal performance sometimes, you know? Like, you haven't achieved a subconscious thing with it? Perhaps. Like, it's so I've you... been eating a lot of mushrooms trying to figure it out. Have you really? <laughs> oh, man, yeah, I've been eating a lot of mushrooms. Where do you get them? I can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> All over the country. Okay, um, that's dope. I yeah. want to get into those. Dude, we've been, we came across, have you, have you, have you ever had you eat mushrooms? I took them. Um, <laughs> you seem like someone that would, but I, I hate to No, that's, that. I love that. I feel like that's where we're going. Like, yeah. we're totally moving into, you know, we just opened like a government funded psychedelic study. Oh, yeah. Finally. So, yeah. Yeah. I took them once by accident, dude. You didn't even know? Yeah. I didn't even know until we went on, we were, I was touring with a band called the Wild Feathers. Yeah. You know them? Mm-hmm. I don't know them, but I, mean, I know them. <laughs> Your music yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I think, actually, Dave worked with them years ago mm-hmm. on Interscope. Um, we were in Wisconsin, not to talk about myself too much. And Whatever, dude. Some guy brought this big-ass trail mix. Mm-hmm. Huge bowl. Um, and there was all this, there was M&Ms in there, and there was like, uh, there was mushrooms in there. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I just took a big old handful. And it said for band only on it. Yeah. And I yeah. didn't know. 
and like I guess I had some chocolate on my face and Ben who was the drummer at the time he's like oh do not await the trail mix and I'm like what's the big deal was I not supposed you to you to space huh did you go to space I went to space we had a 90 minute headlining set in Wisconsin and it was across the street from the venue where like Jeffrey Dahmer oh wow like kept all of his victims or something that's not the place I would like to go it was to not the place brother yeah. And, like, I remember, like, last three songs, like, my hands being stuck to my guitar. Man. And, um, but loving it. Yeah. It was great. No, you get in the zone. Man. So you performing on my shows? I do, not all the time, but if we do, I, if I do, I don't do it alone, and we all try to do it together. Okay. And, and, we, and we, don't, we, don't, we eat them, like, five minutes before, so about midway, you wow. know, depending on the show, we don't do it, at like... Some shows, but uh, so like you'll do it. Will you do it with Stapleton shows? No, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it on Stapleton. I did maybe, maybe once. I don't know. That's gotta be a different. I can't confirm that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, For the record, yeah, Stapleton doesn't. I don't. I can't speak for him. I don't know about that. But yeah, me and my band. Yeah, we'll get down sometimes. But the way I ate a lot of mushrooms last year, and uh, really started getting into them. And really microdosing, you know. And the great thing about mushrooms is you don't have to go over the rainbow. Mm-hmm. You can, like, just take a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, mushrooms are like every drug. You know, whatever you're into or whatever you don't want to be into anymore, mm-hmm. if you eat a little mushrooms, they can be like whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever you want it to be. And but then sometimes you can go over the rainbow. We, had, we came across these mushrooms a couple months ago, a few months back. We were out west. Mm-hmm. We are in Spokane, Washington. Beautiful beautiful man I'm going to tell you this whole trip story because it's changed my life whoa I love this alright came across these, this particular strain and I don't know the scientific name but they're called penis envy mushrooms okay huge mushrooms and <laughs> we uh, I probably I ate maybe a gram and uh, kind of went super we had a day off in Spokane we are at this Airbnb ate a gram uh, two other people ate a gram how many people there's three of us that, that wind up eating them. How many total? In or, the band? Yeah, like when y'all are, are y'all like in yeah, one we're, house? Yeah, we're usually like six, seven, I think we have like seven man crew. That's a big house. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know how it is on off day, you like to stretch out a little bit. Fuck yeah. And uh, so, eight a gram, and kind of get in that heavy head space mm-hmm. of like, oh, am I being, am I doing everything I need to do in my life? Am I, yeah responsibility, you know, my being a good dad and my whatever, you know, all that stuff. Wow. And I'm like, all right, well, this is how this trip's going to go. So I'm just going to ride it out. And uh, about three hours later, I come back down and I'm, my my dumb ass goes, well, time to eat another one. Ah. And so I ate like a, another gram, a gram and a half or so. And so did one of the other buddies. And uh, sat outside, was sitting outside about this time of day, watching the sunset in Spokane, in this neighborhood, and start getting that heavy feeling again. And I'm like, man, here we go again. I'm gonna have to ride it out. Well, I start watching the clouds and the sun, and I noticed that like all the clouds start looking like horsemen. Mm-hmm. It's like they're in a parade, and they're all going to the sun to watch the sunset, like to give glory to the sun, mm-hmm. and in all its glory. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and so then I start noticing all everything like the trees, the clouds, anything, grass, the animals, everything except humans were all here to witness the sun 
put on a show for us. Wow. And uh, and we're the only ones that we're also here because of the sun, but we don't recognize that a lot, and we take it for granted. And so then I noticed these other clouds like showing up late to the parade, and it and it like tripped me out because it reminded me of being in my hometown and like the families that get late to the Christmas parade and they're like, oh, well, I guess we'll pack it up and take it to the house. And it was hilarious to me because of how similar that was, you know? And so I start laughing like crazy so hard that I, I have to go inside because I'm afraid because we're in this neighborhood where nobody knows us, we don't know them. So I go inside, I'm laughing, 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 laughing. I get done laughing and I am in a whole, I'm on a whole other level that I have never experienced never. on mushrooms. And I've eaten a lot of mushrooms over the last couple of years. Man, so normally when you're on mushrooms, you can't, like technology is, you're like, I don't want to get my phone. It looks ancient and foreign. I can't really <laughs> talk to strangers, you know. This level was, you've heard of ego death? I have. So this level was like complete ego death. It was like, I'm okay with it's all makes sense. We're all, we're all heading in this one direction. As you hear, it kind of confirmed everything you already kind of believe, you know? Yes, sir. So, while this is happening, and you might have to edit some of this. I know it's a long story, but... Oh, I love it. While, while this is happening, so my other buddy who has eaten as much as I have, we're watching this beautiful, amazing sunset and how everything is here for the sun. And That's a concept. And we, we start crying. Okay. Watching the sunset together because it's so beautiful. Did you know you were yeah. crying or just kind of start happening? No, I mean, you were just like so happy that it was like happy tears, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then we look up and we had, we had read about these particular strains of mushrooms and they're, they're like they say they're the most visual and they say you can take one hand and you can put it over your dominant eye mm-hmm. and then it'll open all these realms up. That, and then, and we did and it did and I can't explain it to you but it was like layers upon layers upon layers of other universes all around us that we don't pay attention to. And, and what was crazy is when you took your hand off your dominant eye, it was like you unlocked it and you would always see it. Well, so then wow. I noticed these two huge faces in the sky, sort of could, like beyond the sky, but still they were like making clouds and they'd look down at you like, pretty cool, huh? And so I look up and they're like, there are no hair on their faces. And I look over to my buddy and I go, Josh. And he goes, which one are you looking at? He was seeing exactly what I was seeing. Anyway, Whoa. we have this, I was able to talk to my wife for an hour, and you can't do that on mushrooms normally, but I was able to be in the trip, but still be completely conscious and like completely aware of what, you know, like not freaking out. Or, it was just, it was insane. Well, the next day, this is the full, this is a, a hook moment right here. <laughs> the next morning, my other buddy who's out with us, he goes, man, y'all know what the, the origin of the name Spokane is. Come on, man. And we go, no, what, what is it? He goes, children of the sun. Come on, man. Come on. Dude, mushrooms. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm sorry I went off on a tangent on mushrooms. Holy shit. How that happens, but it has changed my life. Like, it was my, and go back again, so my, the next couple nights, you know, I was signing my signature as I do on the back of my set list. Why do you do that? Because people, people like to get set lists, and I just write them a little note. And wow. I just say, to whom it may concern, thanks for giving a shit. Brent Cobb. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. I might steal well, that. Do it, man. It's, people have loved it. You yeah. Know? And, uh, but anyway, I was signing it, and my tour manager was like, dude, 
Did your handwriting change? Come on. Dude. It changed my handwriting, man. I ain't joking. It's crazy. Is it better? I don't know about that. <laughs> it's just different. <laughs> That's a thing, too. Right? Better or verse different. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, man. Crazy. Well, when when did you first take mushrooms? Now, how old are you now? I am 33 now. That's super young. Uh, like, still. I feel young. Like yeah. Uh, I feel like prime right now. You know, 33 feels, feels like prime. Oh. But, first time I ate mushrooms was maybe six or seven years ago. Wow. But I didn't start really getting into them until a couple years ago. Oh, man. Mm. Is it affecting your, like, the way you treat your kids? It, that's what was crazy, man, is, and I don't trip around, you know, like when I'm, like, well, yeah, being a dad and stuff. Yeah. But, but, yeah, it had made me appreciate everything, like, all, being a father and being wow. a husband and everything. Yeah. It, I've already felt that way, but like I said, it made me, it just confirmed everything that I already thought was to be true. Yeah. Whoa. I'm telling you, man, I'm an advocate. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Me too. Yeah. That's the thing too with like a lot of uh, real music that's coming out now. Like that, this is a topic of discussion. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Stern will open the doors for that. Sure. Like, absolutely. Like with culture. modern. Absolutely. Oh, mm-hmm. Right. Totally. Yeah, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things are moving in this new like co- like high level of conscientiousness. And totally, man. Isn't that the next plane though? Like that's the undiscovered. Like we gotta go. Check that out, man. Go check it out. That's so friendly. Yeah, it's funny, man. I started writing a quantum love song. Because what does of, that mean? Man, well, so you know about quantum entanglement and that. Have you, have you read any, anybody any of this stuff? Well, Bring to it. So I'm not going to be able to explain this correctly. I'm not going to be able to articulate it right, but uh, mm. thoroughly. But it's, so an atom over here there can be two atoms and they can be connected like and at the same time they'll they'll have a reaction at the same time even though they're not anywhere near each like other like one office in the universe right, right? yeah which also is kind of what mushrooms do because like, you can have a mushroom in this part of the field and then on the very other side of the field they can communicate to each other which is we're all also kind of like we're fungus kind of you know what I mean like wow. we started growing on this planet you know but anyway uh, so love is the only thing in our lives that is quantum that we experience every day. Two people can experience this. Exactly. Yes, that, and if we're together, although we're separate, and oh wow, yeah, it's wild, man. So how do you even write a? How do you even start? Like, if, I'm thinking of that concept. Like, so there's a table right in front of me for everyone who's listening. It's like if that idea were to be served to me on a plate. I would be fucking terrified on like how to start slicing. It's been really hard. It's been a really hard one to write, but and I don't have. I'll I'll recite some to you. Um, Let's see. So it's it's the idea is that you got just lyrics. I I don't have a guitar anywhere. I I would play it, Um, but it's just like the idea is you know we're on the road. We tour for a living, right? I miss my life all the time. My whole family. So the idea is like I'm gone. And you're on my mind. But the distance between us is just space and time. The highway could be our front door, depending on who's right, Einstein or Bohr. So like, uh, uh, Albert Einstein and uh, Niels Bohr 
had a great debate over whether quantum entanglement existed or not. Einstein said it didn't exist, but he didn't believe God would just roll the dice. Oh, wow. And so Bohr would go, quit telling God what to do. And, wow. uh, and so then the chorus is like, in theory, I'm already with you, entangled together in love. I'm holding you so close, I feel your heartbeat and warm kiss on my cheek instead of this cold, the cold of this lonely old road I've been riding, you know, whatever. I don't have the rest of it. But the idea is that, wow. like, in theory, we are together, perhaps, if quantum entanglement is real. But it's a hard song to write <laughs> so far. Those seem so distilled and fine, though. Like, yeah. that's like a sandwich with no crust like, I was, already. I was thinking, like, how, you know, how do you write it? Is is well, that's how you write it, you know? Is Of course. The way that, like... I'm a musician. I miss my wife. I've been reading a lot about quantum physics. Wow. You know, and it's and it's too <laughs> classic country. It's a classic country. Chorus. Man, I wish I had a guitar. I would play. Shit. Let me see if I can find a guitar. Yeah. I think they got one here. Whoa. Somebody, okay. y'all, y'all don't be stealing this song now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Love's so in tune. Yeah. So it's like, I'm gone. You're on my mind. The distance between us is just space and time. This highway could be our front door. Depending on who's right. Einstein or Bohr. In theory, I'm already with you. Entangled together in love. I'm holding you so close. I feel your heart beat and warm kiss on my cheek instead of this the cold of this lonely old road I've been. And you ain't only on my mind. Anyway, I just think it's cool to write a quantum classic country love song, you know? If I can do it. Whoa. That's so ahead. Maybe. Maybe it's behind. The problem with writing something like that is you go, well, are people just going to be like, that's some nerd-ass shit. <laughs> you know what well, I'm saying? Oh, you think so? Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't care. I just got to write it. It just seems like a cool thing to do and you know and you know how when you sit down to write something that could be progressive it's hard to tell you like are people gonna go like good try buddy you know sort, yeah. sort of like they did with Interstellar the movie like all the critics were like yeah that was ambitious you know but I don't think he hit the mark you know what Whoa, I mean damn. So, whatever but I'm excited about it does that like does that come into your consciousness when you write a song like what other people are gonna think about it like a the little bit. Of it? it does. I try not to let it get in the way, but it definitely. I think about it. You know, I I, do, I don't let it influence the song, but I do go like, well, I hope people are cool. <laughs> you know, or like, I don't know. Like I feel like if that idea, like there's no way you're gonna send that idea in for like another artist to cut a no. love song. But maybe you never know, man. You don't ever know. That's what, and that was cool about what we do is yes. 
you just never know what's going to work. And it seems like the best thing you can do is, yeah, just try to, like Frank Liddell always says, just be great. <laughs> and so, and that's whatever that means to you. Wow. You know, if to me, writing a quantum love songs means being great, then maybe that's great. Does that, has that evolved for you? What, whatever that means? Like being, like if I were to ask Brent Cobb, like, Ten years ago, being great was. I think I'm it's, sure that's changed. Yeah, I guess it has. But it's all. I've always tried to be like, what is the most natural? What is my voice? How how would I? Whoa, really? Just if I was talking. Yeah. How would I say it? You know. And Damn. That, that's always been to me what. It's what I still try to do. Yeah. Whoa. Are you? Do you revise a lot of the things that you write down? Or are you sitting down with it several times? I revise in the moment. I'm, I can be a slow writer. I will, oh. you know, I don't really go back. I try to have it once it's all, it might take two years, it might take 30 minutes, but I try to do it as I'm, as it's happening. It's, oh. I don't like to write something and then, just really because I don't like having to go back to it because then the I moment's kind of passed. You know? Right? It's like I hate it. Yeah, I, I can tell it. that with your, just everything you do, man, all your videos. Or yeah. Just every, your whole, so good. I'm still trying to figure out I'm sure as you are but you're definitely way farther ahead still trying to figure it all out whatever we're never going to figure it out I know I think yeah. we just gotta man yeah just keep trying to be ourselves that's the funniest thing too it's like the more that I do this the more I talk to like just these great 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 heroes of mine it's like the thing is is there's 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 an amazing um what's it called um I'm blanking on it like when uh, we're in no hurry. It's like uh, well, that's true too in a meta sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like is like a great like it's not quite contrary, mm -hmm. but it's like in order to like be able to go faster in life, like you got to slow down internally. Mm. Like those kind of things. Yeah. It's like the more I realize, like what you were just talking about. It's like okay, you just be great. It's like that's so simple. It's yeah. I think I mean I used to irritate the shit out of me when Frank would say that. Mm -hmm. I've been writing at Carnival. For those of you who don't know who Frank Liddell is, he owns Carnival Publishing, mm -hmm. and I've been here since I moved to town in in '09. I, I, I signed a year after I got to town, and man, early on he would say that, and it was just like. It almost seemed like a like like a way to not have anything else to say, you know. It's just like, just be great, man. I was yeah. like, well, uh, okay, can I get a little more guidance than that, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, but now it's like, it does make the most sense because it's whatever that is to you. Then oh well, you know, and that evolves. Totally. Whoa, damn! Who else is great right now? That that's like vibing with you. Hmm, man. Have you listened to that uh, Foy Vance record? Yes, sir. What was it? You shit. Just, to Memphis? To Memphis, man. Dude, I saw Foy Vance on that Ed Sheeran songwriter. Have you seen that? I have not. So that's wacky. That whole thing is absolutely cosmic and wacky. Mm -hmm. The whole, that person is just crazy. Ed Sheeran, like whatever, that that's like a crazy portal of a person. But Foy Vance like co-wrote three or four maybe of those songs on this record. Really? Yeah. Man, he's bad, dude. He's bad, man. Um, yeah, that song, Strong Hand, good God. Yeah. It is so good. It's an older record, too, right? No, well, no. Strong Hand's on to Memphis. 
Is that a new record to me? I think it's new. Okay. I think it's like three days old. Oh, shit. My buddy, Joey Stevens, who I've been writing the Quantum Love song with, he's from Ellaville. How do you co-write a Quantum Love song? I don't know, man, but we thought of it on Mushrooms. Did you write it on Mushrooms? We started that one on Mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the first song I ever tried to write on Mushrooms, though. And it wasn't conscious. It was just like, man, you know what is the most like quantum, man, is love, man. You know, we're all connected. And and so we were like, we got to write that shit. And uh, so, uh, but anyway, what were we talking about? About Joey? Oh, yeah, Joey came up and he was asked me had I heard this boy Vance record and I had never even I didn't know anything about it and Whoa. He, he played me that strong hand song and it floored me and I listened to the whole rest of the record Whoa, so man yeah so Foy is amazing absolutely is um I I still love uh Nikki Lane Highway Queen that album's awesome so good man Whoa. all her shit's so good uh, I, I, do you still get affected uh, seeing Sableton perform? Does that still slam? Every night, man. Yeah. And you know, because the first year we did it, it was, it was just Chris, uh, Derek, JT, and Morgan. Yeah. And he didn't have like Paul Franklin's out with him. Yep. Here and there, Mickey, Raphael's yep. been out with him. He's had Mike, who plays with me. Yep. Been playing with him. Morgan hadn't been around this year, but was so it is so nice to see people twenty thousand people coming out to watch the show, the same show, the same setup that they've been that they've had for how many years? You know, right. it's amazing, man. Every well, night, it's amazing, and it's so big to be how, such a small band. You know? Oh, how so? It's just a huge sound. It's yeah. just like so there's so much space in there. You know? Damn. Dude, I feel like when that record came out, everyone like, like the whispers of like countries changing and like, like things are getting more real. It got like, loud then, didn't it? Dang, loud. Yeah, wasn't a whisper anymore. Yeah, I remember that night of the award show. Not that they had not already put in a ton of work too, but you know the the moment that we all witnessed at the CMA Awards. Dude, I was there. That just. I was not there, but I was still living in Nashville, and I was in the living room. I just got my my daughter to sleep. And you don't live here anymore? No, we moved back uh, about a year and a half ago, back down to South Georgia. How does that work? You just drive up for the day? I drive up every week. I drive Fuck. up and get in the van or the bus, usually the van, and we look, we roll out. We get back to Nashville on Sunday. I drive back to Georgia for two and a half days. And wow. It's a lot. But, That's hustling. But it helps with us having kids my wife's from the same area mm. so we got tons of family and helps having two kids and family but uh but uh what are we talking about yeah you had just put your daughter to sleep oh and country is about to change yes ever man so everybody's asleep in my house and at the time my wife was working night shifts 12 hour night shifts so she's just got home was trying to like you know get back on day shift so she's sleeping and I'm downstairs, and that moment happens with Justin Timberlake and Chris. Dude. And I am silently jumping up and down and, like, again, Whoa. crying happy tears because it was just like, Whoa. man, holy, holy shit. This. And then I remember the next day I had a co-write here at Carnival. Huh. And, it, dude, you could I, – I remember getting out of my truck and just being like – 
Well, oh, it's a new day, man. You know, you could feel it. Could you yeah, not? You know, 100%. the next day, man, it, it really did. It really blasted a lot of things off. Tied a gig the next day. I had just gotten laid off, like my first gig I ever had. Mm. And like couldn't pay rent that month. Mm. And I had a gig opening a bar, 10 a.m. downtown. Wow. And I got there and I opened the doors, like to get into the bar. And uh, I went to go grab my guitar, and like between the second of me opening the door to open the door, and then to turn around to grab my guitar, a newspaper had been dropped there. Mm. I didn't see the person drop it, and it was like Stapleton Stuns uh-huh. was the for sure fucking headline, mm-hmm. and it was just like this. Cri- it was a very serendipitous, magnetic moment. Yeah, just like hold on and believe. Yeah, things are changing. Yeah, man. Whoa, dude. The thing that I I was playing with Paul Cawthon. Yeah, and. It was Margo. I love Paul. Paul's it. His new record's badass, too. His new record's well, on that? on it. No, he does Texas Element. Gotcha. Like he's got the yep. machine. Yep. But uh, we saw y'all in uh, Wisconsin. It was at like the Staples. It, or like a oh, yeah. Xfinity or something. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, man, I remember thinking it's like you get to firsthand like see this thing change in front of you. Like, what is that like? Like, what are those fans? What do they look like? What yeah. are they wanting? Here's what's crazy, and first of all, oh, well, I'll, to answer that question, they're the same fans that everybody has, you know what I mean? And they had just never been exposed to that. Oh, wow. And so well, that's really, because we all knew they existed, you know, yeah. they're the same folks. So that's really nice to see. But And I'll say this, and this is not me bragging on myself or anything like that, but I, I have been, I feel like I have been able, I've been blessed enough to be around yeah. the whole thing changing. Yeah. Like, because in my humble opinion, I know there was other stuff like Whiskey Town and, and you know, like uh, that Ryan Adams record was really great, the uh, Heartbreaker album. You know, there was a bunch of little alt-country stuff that had been happening, whatever. But that Shooter album, Back to Shooter, Put the O Back in Country. Oh, dude. Out, that came out in 05. Yeah. I didn't know Dave at all never even heard of him we didn't know we were related and we met at a funeral and that was my favorite album and I had no idea that like I had a relative that produced this album right and we met and he said he had produced that and it like so right then I was when I started going to LA and I was I was there when they were recording Electric Rodeo And and then I was there and so that led to Jamie Johnson hearing that record and being like, I want to work with Dave Cobb. I was in the studio when they recorded a High Cost of Living. Come on, dude. You know, I was, then that led to like the Whitey's and, and you know, Whitey yep. uh, and and Cody and, you know, this kind of whole scene, man. Yeah. You know, I feel like I've been a fly on the wall Whoa. and like watch it all bubble turn into what it is now. And it was like what, like a 10 year process? Totally, man. That's I mean, crazy. I mean, it's taken so put the old back in country, and again, I know everybody will have differing opinions because, whatever. But that record on a mainstream scale, because it was released Universal South. Yeah. That Fourth uh, of July was pretty big, man, and so, you know, it kind of broke the doors open. That was 0, that was oh five, and so, you know, what is that's fourteen years, right? That's a long time. It's taken fourteen years to to happen whoa you know yeah and and 
I was talking to Dave the other day, and I was like, man, it is so crazy to see, like, you are the superstar that we've always, all we've all known that you were the whole time, but, like, now everybody knows, you know, and it's, it's really cool to see that. What's it that like to see, like, someone's potential that they've always had be recognized by everyone over time? Like, it's that's got to be amazing. I mean, you feel like, yeah, they just, like, one for the home team, man. Well, and he hadn't changed a damn thing. He's doing, that's how that guy strikes me, too. Yeah, he's doing exactly what he's always, he's always done what he's doing now. I bet it's simple, too. I bet there's not a lot. I mean, you know I don't know a whole lot about that stuff. So I, yeah. I don't know the, the technical side of it. Right, that's real. But I know that, I mean, I'm sure he's gotten better at some things here and there, but, but overall he hasn't changed his process. Whoa. I mean, he hasn't, his heart hasn't changed. I remember mm. um, that's big. when we did Southern Family, which yeah. is when Dave and I got back together, uh, like we worked here and there together, but like to get back in the studio together was Southern Family. And he had this, and this is before Chris blew up, you know, and but he had done the record already, but we were having a some kind of listening party over at RCA he was hosting, and there were all these people in there, and we're in the main, you know, the main room, and uh, we're in the middle of this, of, of, yeah, of RCA, Studio A, and there's all these people hanging out, having cocktails and stuff, mm-hmm. it's just me and him for a minute, and, uh, and I go, man, what do you think about all this, Whoa. you know, it's like really happening, and Dave said to me, uh, man, you know what I do every day? is pray for this. Get Which the was, out. was so, it was just really, to be right there, man. And like, it was just a really cool, you know, power prayer. I don't know, man. It's yeah. just, it's really neat, man. <laughs> Dude, that, that studio is right across the street. Right there. That's yeah. so funny. Whoa. There's so much serendipity that follows you. Mm-hmm. Follows you. Like, totally, wow, man. man. Whoa. That's wild. I'm aware of it. You gotta be. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds like you're a very high person. In yeah, that and sense. I appreciate it. You know. Yeah, uh, gratitude. Everyone take it for granted. Damn, it's a big one. Mm-hmm. Damn. So it's like you've seen that though. It's like that's the thing I'm really fascinated by is like when something like I I like love seeing a flame get bigger. Like that's a real thing. Like southeastern dropped, meta modern dropped. Yeah, well, dropped. and meta and modern modern is what Chris heard. Yep. And he goes, I Deep want up. I want that sound what the fuck and uh and shooter was the one that pointed sturgill out to dave and was like that's the best country singer in town it's all a simulation huh dude it's just amazing yeah it's we're in a video game right now it really is yeah well that's also the quantum thing man this is all it's all a projection oh is quantum tied to the simulation theory totally man yeah no shit how so I'm not going to be able to answer that question correctly. All right, I won't be able fine. to articulate it, but Google it. <laughs> it that's it, a good enough answer for yeah. now. Damn. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, man. So, you uh, is, is there anything like exciting that, that people need to hear? Uh, that's I don't know. For what it's worth, I'm going to go in the studio in December, make another record. Oh, so what does that look like? Like two weeks, three weeks? Are you guys? There? I don't know, man. I'm probably going to go in. Uh, I don't know maybe it'll be a week I don't know Whoa. usually the last two have been we've gotten it done in about three or four days what mm-hmm. that's nuts do you have a, a lot of songs or do, you, do you know what songs I have know? most of the album wrote um, I'll say like this last couple have been more like people and places you know like it's been about like home and mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing and I think this one is more like 
more about like thoughts and feelings maybe, but from the same perspective as I've always had, you know, down home perspective. But yeah, yeah. There's a real like poeticism that seems just so sincerely thoughtful. It's the imagery. It's like specific guns, specific oh, yeah. places, specific people. It's like people that, make them their that own. That little stuff matters to me. Has it always? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I've always been drawn to, man. Like the Guy Clark stuff was come on. That got me. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that Texas cooking album. Dude, that specific album, That's too. the one. That is the one. I hate it because I feel bad. I always feel bad for saying this, but it took me forever. And it wasn't that I wasn't a fan of Guy Clark. Mm-hmm. I think I just did. It went over my head, and I knew it was going over my head. But I, but I was like, I, I know he's great. I just, it never, like, really hit me. And then one day, uh, my buddy, Davis Nix, played me. Uh, he's like, man, you need to cover this song. <laughs> this old guy Clark song and it was the uh, Anyhow I Love You come on which is on text cooking maybe the greatest country song ever wrote I mean that's Whoa. a big thing to say but that is a well written motherfucker so, yes indeed and so he played me that one and I was like what album is that on because I hadn't heard that and that's what I'm looking for you know yeah. and then he was like it's this Texas cooking album man that's what I'm looking that for that album has changed my life man wow it's just so good like you're saying I mean it's it's all the little things. I'm like still trying to find the space in my life to let something change my life. Maybe. Still. You got well, maybe yeah. Just be open. Just just let your life change. You know. Well, that's pretty. Hard. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like that's what what we got to do, right? Because it is it's ever changing, and we're only gonna live it once. I don't know what happens after, but isn't it amazing to just be able to experience it all? We got like fortunate enough to like yeah. experience it. And we're like, we're humans. I know. Do you know, I found out the other day what the odds of being a human are. The what? number was 400 trillion to one. Yeah. It's like, like that's Marinate on that a little bit, man. Shit. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You it's, stick down the fridge for an hour, you're going to get some truth. We're just here. And we're just here. We're here, we're here to watch the sunset, man. That's all we're here for. Spokane. That's all we're here for, dude. This... This same sun that was in Spokane, you know, it's this, it's beautiful. It's crazy that we're here to do this. It's really all we're here to do. Wow. I think. I feel it. Yeah. Fuck. Well, hey, this is brought to you by uh, Black Coffee, Coors Light, Skull, and Truth. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this, brother. It all just makes a little more sense now. The production, the songs, the performance style, the whole thing that is Brent Cobb, it all makes more sense having spent more time with the man himself. It's a righteous, inspiring thing when there's a parallel of goodness that lies between a man's work, a person's work, and who they are as a person. And uh, I guess that's a, a, a timeless thing about putting out good work and being a good person. It, it, it's a fail-safe. Uh, yes. The music we're listening to today, before we sign off, we're talking about Touch of Grey, Grateful Dead, 1990. This is when Jerry Garcia was wearing Air Max 90s, everyone. This is a big dime. Uh, we also have Digging Holes, Brent Cobb, produced by Dave Cobb, and played by Brent Cobb all over the country, all over the world. And then we have Guy Clark, Texas Cooking, which is what y'all listening to right now. And just so happens that all these songs are available on the Cosmic Country playlist found on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever all streaming happens in the universe. Thank y'all so much for listening to The Lost Highway. This is Daniel Donato. Y'all come back now.